Auspex scan. Situation report. Solar cell acoustics detected off the stern. What do we have? Priestess, multiple signals at our rear. Expanding auger array. Targets acquired. Scan results. Xenos battleship detected. Have you fought a Drukari in the void before? We'll want to target their engines. Slow them down to our speed. Confirmed. High energy thrust. Build a lead. Update. Battleship has four solar sails. So much for outrunning them. How many guns do you have exactly? Enough to teach them better than to impede the will of the Omnissiah. Enter the canticles of battle. Prepare arms. Calculating firing solutions. Logistic. Cruiser fission season. Ready to launch interceptors. Launch fission season. Pull to Fort Pilgrimage rare and hard to starboard. Fission season confirmed movement. Update. Lancers in range. Already? Reach out and touch them, Van Rem. Fire at will. The thunder of lances rumble through the ship and my body as the Fort Pilgrimage unleashes holy fire on the approaching targets. The coordinated volley are an unstoppable blast for any craft. Target destroyed. First blood. Priestess. Pulling no punches. What of the battleship? Update. Out of range. No movement. It bides its time. Priestess. Short range craft detected. Bombers or boarding action? Scanning. Alert! Bombers identified! Accelerate gravimetric coils. Ready the Nova Cannon. You don't have enough energy for ship-to-ship and anti-fighter countermeasures, do you? It's a feint. Short-range nearing proximity line. Suggest course. Ahead full. Assume castle fortificus. For pilgrimage, full turn. Face them. Update. Gravimetric coils prepared. Hold. Hieronymia moves to the captain's chair, and cables pour out of her spine crest. She locks directly into the fort pilgrimage, and takes in a deep breath as the data begins to surge through her. Xenos and their parlor tricks. Witness our mastery of the cosmos. Bombers breaking off. Remember that antique you found, Thalen? The pistol? Yeah. Let me introduce you to its predecessor. Confirmation. Solution good. Light speed launch. Fire. The ship quakes as a warhead is punched from its cannon at light speed. With the force of several plasma bombs, it detonates in the face of the Xenos cruiser. Tactical. Report. Target shields breached. Target shields breached. Targets venting oxygen. An impossibly accurate hit. The Fort Pilgrimage is holding its own until... Alert! Two new targets! Gunway! Fast moving! Xenos! Second squadron we didn't even see were there. Logic! Battleship provided silent running field! Switch the turrets! Priestess, multiple contacts detected! Alert! Bombers screening new targets! New fighters detected! Lances returning fire! Shields holding! Where's the battleship? Update. Nearing 401X, 107Y. 
They're almost on top of us. A hail of signals start pinging their sensor array. High energy turn! Evade! Multiple torpedoes detected. 18, 19, 22. Priestess, it's a wall. Volley incoming. Warning. Probability of detonation high. The eye of the Omnisai is upon us. Bombers destroyed. Shield at 30%. Perfectly timed. I'll give them that. Enable countermeasures. Calculation. Escape window shrinking. I second that. We need to run. Don't you dare. I will not roll over and run from my enemies. Do you question my resolve? You have your orders. Enable countermeasures. Priestess, battleship in range. Torpedoes released. Signal priority high. Classification. Near cyclonic. Blast shields begin to close down around the ship. Emergency lighting turns on. Protocol breach. Scrambling frigates. Moving to running speed. I did not approve that order. Regrets. Establishing torpedo screen logical response. And Osterios, I will slave your mind into compliance. Update. Frigate's reaching point of- Not an acceptable sacrifice. Machine spirit of Fort Pilgrimage outweighs human capital. Those are my faithful. Dropship was faithful. You can't save them. Only the machine is eternal. This is not a committee. Frigates launched from the pilgrimage intercept the torpedoes, and their signals are wiped from the array as they sacrifice themselves. Hieronymia's face turns from horror to anger. I will expel these creatures from the galaxy! The armrests of her chair begin to bend under her grip. System failsafes disabled. Plasma chambers overheating. Crash them! Priestess, wait! They're too close, right? The Dark Eldar won't dare go near the warp. They'll fear for their souls. Stage a jump! Her face twists into a bitter glare, and she looks through me, weighing the options. A dangerous gamble failing. We're surrounded! Force them to mid-range before another torpedo launch! Do it! I hop into one of the Hellman chairs and begin to boot up. The jailer field starts up, breathing the ship in a protective anti-warp coating. The Dark Eldar immediately begin to pull away, anticipating an impromptu jump. Confirmation. Targets pulling away from Rift. Abandon jump procedures. Open fire! Contact. Targets destroyed. This is the torpedo launch detected. Collision imminent in five, four, three, two, one. was cataclysmic. A world-ending impact, targeted right at our hull. The explosion melted steel and vented crew into the cold of the void. 
Half the fuel canisters detonated on impact, and backdrafts destroyed any chance of retrofitting when the forge decks were destroyed. The disaster wasn't only structural. When the ship's machine spirits started seizing, Andasterius was hit with an electronic surge caused by the feedback of the systems collapsing. Banrem stepped in and took the brunt of the system lock, but was killed instantly. A thousand crew now dropped into the low hundreds. We have two choices. Burn the bodies or jettison. What's the difference? If we burn them, we may be able to recoup some of the energy stored as fuel. If we let them fester, the decomposition will pollute the ship. Good news. Munitions, 22% undetonated. Labor, 17% efficiency. Food reserve, 44%. We have enough fuel for the jump, but when we emerge, we'll need to land somewhere near a refueling station. So we don't jump. We have to. There is no second arc. This is it. We're in no condition to jump. We are still on course for the Mandeville Point. We'll arrive shortly. Where are you going? To talk some sense into her. I walk through the manufactorums of the ship. Some of the decks are in a complete blackout. Hundreds of corpses have been laid down in rows before the forge. What they must have been thinking when it all happened. I make my way down to the foundries of the ship. The workers pour minerals into compactors and engines that do who knows what. Some convoluted fusion process, I guess. Veronimia? We need to... Oh. She sits across from the vegetative Anasterius. How is he? His mind is lost. It could have been worse. It can always be worse. It always is worse. She's as still as a locked gear. Among the tens of thousands of people I have met, they've always been there. Followers ready to throw themselves in line with my dream. It is no small thing. I'm the gear that turns their entire existence. They depend on me to give their lives meaning. A lot of pressure. If the crew clings to me on this journey, that is their choice. If they die along the way, I should not dwell on it, but... There it is. The most human response I've heard on this ship. What's going on? All these bionics. Years of implants, and I can't shed my human conscience. She gives me her undivided attention. I've climbed a mound of corpses to realize my dream, Thalen. I have felt every death. Their minds are tethered to mine. Every shed of data they collect is fed to me. She thumbs a vial in her hand. What is that? What if we had made the jump? 
What if we had jumped there instead of using it as a feint? A jump like that would have thrown us off course. We could have wound up in some pit with no way out. Listen, as your friend, there was no other way out. A friend? You are not a friend, Thalen Alamir. You are a stowaway, a distraction. Don't think to comfort me. She connects the vial to and stirs his breather. Liquid begins to pour in and fill his mask. With her other hand, she begins to massage his throat, helping the liquid down. Her eyes never leave his. She clenches her jaw as his takes down the chemicals. He doesn't tremble. He doesn't react. He just fades away. The flesh is weak. She nods and we stand and watch the throng shovel the ore. We don't say another word for some time. We just stand in the warm glow of the foundry, keeping each other company. We break away from the world and head off into the void. We limp to the Mandeville point, with supplies falling even lower. I try to work up the courage to tell Hieronymia again that we need to stop. But I know she won't. Instead, I pack my bag and commandeer one of the few surviving dropships. I'm getting ready to disembark when the ship's acoustics pick up a voice from the loading bay. What do you think you're doing? I look out the cockpit. Hieronymia stands below the nose of the ship. Have you forgotten the terms of our arrangement? You have a sentence to carry out. The rage burns in her optics. I can see her emotion soaring through her cybernetics. You still belong to me. This ship is dead in the water. And we still move on. I can go for help. I can- they can pull you to a port. I don't need help. Look, I'm telling you- Telling me? Do you think you know more than I do? Do you think us equals? If you were my equal, Thalen, you would need to improve yourself greatly. I have calculated predictions at the quantum level. I have simplified the most complex equations known to mankind. And this ship is dead! There's nothing left! If we try to sail like this, we will get picked off before we reach the warp scar. We were close. Have I failed? Failure is part of being human. The solemn thing swimming in her eyes stops. She adopts a steely gaze of determination. A grim resolve. She looks at me not like she has. Not as a person. She looks at me like... property. To survive, we must stretch the concept of what it means to be human. To leave our less desired qualities behind, 
I thought it would be possible to keep my identity as it was, but I am not human, Thalen. Not anymore. I have capacities which you cannot imagine. I must regulate what holds me back. Like this mistaken notion that I can be kind to my crew and successful at the same time. And she turns to walk away. All around me, the dropship instruments fizzle out and pop. Hey! Hey! Turn it back on! Turn it back on! Aronomia! I chase her back onto the bridge, and the lights have turned to emergency power. It's just the two of us. Aronomia, we need to... What's all this? She takes to the captain's seat. Tubes from the ship feed into her carapace. To become like I am, do you think I was a weak human? I carry the weight of the dead on my shoulders. I will honor every one of them by achieving my dream. The screens around her light up. Text rolls along their feeds. JF-59 on Aaron 4. Ferinium Vesconte on that frozen outpost. Antipara Rhine. Andosteria Saturn. Van Rem Exhaust. Jellyfield starting. No, no, no! You're not seriously going to jump from here! Step away, Phelan. You can't take the ship into the warp in this condition! It'll tear apart before- I reject your fear and your judgment. I am strong. This ship is strong. Aronomia, I can get help! Let me off the ship and I promise I'll come back! Her body wheezes and clatters as she leans forward. She runs the whole ship's distance on her back. You've given me an important thing, Phelan. Resolve. The Jellerfield spottily begins to fill in, breathing the ship around piece by piece. My worst nightmare is coming true. No, 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 this isn't happening! Wait, please, I'll stay, I'll stay! Just think about this for a minute! I will make my humanity but a footnote on this journey. No more mistakes. With this great act, I will be the Archmagos who crossed the Cicatrix Maledictum. I will do it myself. Ship, expand Gellerfield. Jump. Hi everyone, thank you so much for listening to part four of A Cog in Crimson. This fan-made audio drama is part of a anthology series put on by Cold Open Stories, and it's our first serialized arc. Now what we're doing could be called community theater set in the 41st millennium. Each month or so, we write a script and then you, the listener, audition to play the parts. It's a great way to build community and share stories worth telling. Now, all levels of experience are welcomed, and these are fan productions, so whether you're a writer, an actor, or an arrogant cyborg priestess, you can check us out on coldopenstories.com or on social media for the latest casting call. A Cog in Crimson was written, directed, and produced by Colin DeGraff, with music composed by Robert Renato Hack. This episode starred Stuart Moyer, Richie Amons, Tara Burke, 
Philip Sacramento, and Shay Shell. Now, I'm going to let you go with one more thing. You know, Patreon, we don't have one. We don't want one. The best way you can help us isn't by donating, but by sharing our stories in your network. We also now have the Cold Open Stories charity page on our website, where you can check out ways that you can do good in your community. So please, spread the signal and consider auditioning or writing for our next story.